everybody, it's Allie, and welcome to our YNR chat for Sunday, February 12th, 2017. Happy early Valentine's Day. Can I interest anyone in a pitcher of milk? <laughs> oh, that was so bad. It was good. <laughs> I mean, look, Sharon is deep in her grief over losing Dylan, and in spite of her egregious misuse of dairy products, um, I don't think that what we're seeing right here is full-on erratic Sharon. It can and has gotten way worse with this woman, but it is clear that she's on shaky ground. Case in point, Faith asked Sharon if she could come home to her this week. This is something that Sharon has wanted since the moment that Faith left, and rather than taking her back with open arms, Sharon turned her down. She told Faith that she's not ready for Faith to move back in with her, and that threw me for a loop. I have to admit, I, as a Sharon fan, felt kind of disappointed in her for having that reaction. I mean, of course, this is all very, very hard on her. She's going through hell, but she's a mother first. And I think that in the real world, you can't just shuffle your kid off onto grandparents when you're going through hell. You have to be there to guide them and to help them through. So I think like a lot of fans, I of course want to see Sharon win. I desperately want to see Sharon win. But I think that if she were to seize this opportunity with faith, she could use it as a way to refocus her efforts. Uh, she could focus on being a mom instead of what she's going through. The time to start healing is not a couple weeks down the road when maybe you're feeling a little less depressed. I feel like the time is now. I want to see Sharon pick herself up and decide that she wants to be a good, strong role model for her daughter. And I'm sure we're going to see that in the coming weeks. I'm not trying to be hard on her. Of course, I have an, an endless well of sympathy for Sharon, but was I the only one that read it that way? I just thought, Sharon, what are you doing? Take your child back. She wants to be with you. You guys can go through this together. But then again, it's probably very hard to have a daughter like Faith, who is 10 going on 30. I mean, this girl would probably move back in with Sharon. She would be um, <laughs> probably serving Sharon breakfast in bed. She'd be cooking at the house. She'd be cleaning around Sharon, who is sitting on the couch eating Cheetos. <laughs> Faith would be on the phone with Sharon's therapist, scheduling her appointments and helping talk through. Faith would go to Sharon's therapy appointments with her. Um, I, Sharon even said to Faith, fixing me is my job. That's not your job. This is something that I have to work on on my own, which I completely understand and agree with. So I guess Faith has to continue to stay with Grandma and Grandpa fabulously rich uh, for a little while longer, at least. How horrible must that be? I mean, Faith is so upset about it, she can hardly play chess. <laughs> this is how upset this poor little girl is. Uh, uh. Poor Faith. <laughs> Has anyone considered how Faith is feeling lately? We're, we just don't do enough of that on this show. Um, no, it, meanwhile... 
Um, Sharon is back at her house and she is one by one picking up all of Dylan's things and putting them in a box. She wants to send them off to Dylan when Paul stops by and he has this really great line and uh, and rationalization for everything. Uh, it's telling Sharon he doesn't want her to send things to Dylan because what she's doing is packing up belongings that belong to a man that doesn't exist anymore. These are the things of a man who doesn't exist anymore. I can't imagine how hard it would be to have to conceptualize that, to have to accept that this man that you loved, that you committed your entire life to, no longer exists. That's something that I, I will never have to, to go through, and I, I feel terrible that she's having to go through it. She is continually expecting the worst. Paul hands her a packet that has papers in it, which Sharon assumes immediately are divorce papers. They aren't. And I, I do kind of wonder how YNR is going to handle that. How, how's YNR going to deal with the fact that Dylan's gone? I mean, they're just the, the, the story that everyone else in town thinks is that Dylan left Sharon. He just went away. So there's going to have to be some divorce papers at some point. Uh, and I'm not sure if YNR intends to address that maybe down the road when Sharon's starting to have a relationship with somebody else. I don't know what was actually in the packets uh, of papers. What was the deed to Crimson Lights. I've been wondering what was going to happen to the coffee house for all this time, and here we go. Sharon becomes the new owner of the coffee house. I think this is such a great opportunity for her. I couldn't be happier about this. It gets Sharon back to her roots. It was Sharon and Nick who bought that place initially and brought it into our lives in Genoa City, so I think it's wonderful to see her behind the counter again. It gives her a chance to be a business owner. So, again, something to focus on other than the pain. Uh, however, <laughs> Sharon is very much entrenched in her pain right now, and she takes uh, the, her first act as new owner of Crimson Lights uh, to, to, to do something a little crazy, like dumping a pitcher of milk straight over Nikki's head. <laughs> I mean, good lord. It was, it was out of the blue. It was nowhere. Sharon just glanced back at that picture and just, I mean, without a, a second thought, it was, there was not barely even a beat in between. It was just like, oh, pitcher of milk in Nikki's head. Let's marry these two together. And then boom, it just happened. And it, like, and I guess I, I felt worse for, for Nikki in that situation because Nikki was trying to be nice to Sharon. Did anybody else feel that Nikki was really trying to have an olive branch? She could have taken this opportunity opportunity to dig into Sharon for driving her son away, but instead Nikki was really, really trying, and Sharon is unnecessarily hostile. I mean, maybe it is necessarily. There's a lot of history there, but I felt like Sharon was not returning the goodwill, and so now it's all gone out the window. But on the plus side, how glamorous did Nikki look doused in milk? I mean, I think that that, that milk took like 
20 years off of her face because the scene when they did the close-up and she's just covered in milk I'm like is this some kind of new amazing beauty treatment or something she looks fabulous <laughs> oh it was really really fun and I love also that Nikki had to go to the salon immediately after that <laughs> well, what was in the milk was did they lace the milk with peroxide or something how does getting milk dropped on your head equal you have to go to the salon to get a whole new makeover or whatever go home wash it out of your hair you're gonna be fine no she had to go to the salon and get a new five-star hairdo <laughs> oh it was so good it was so good um gosh Afterwards, after that whole thing happened, uh, she goes, uh, excuse me, Sharon goes to see Victor, or actually she goes to the ranch to see Faith, but she ends up having a run-in with Victor that you would expect would be uh, equally as hostile, considering she dumped a pitcher of milk over his wife's head and forced her to have to get a new hairdo. Uh, But no, Victor was surprisingly supportive of Sharon. It was almost bizarre because... Because it's we've seen um, uh, so much animosity between Victor and Sharon for a very long time, but we forget that they had this really unique and special relationship that I always loved. I always loved how Victor would support her no matter what was going on. He was always her champion and she always looked up to him. And in this moment where she's just been in her car crying, looking at photos of Dylan, extremely vulnerable, coming over to the ranch where her daughter is staying in its own bizarre situation. And and here she is getting some support from a man who has been both her champion and her enemy. See, Sharon and Victor's relationship was awesome until they got married. They're, the fact that they decided to embark on this romantic relationship is what completely squashed the connection that the two of them had. And it's kind it's what it's been. I thought one of the favorite relationships that I've seen in on my NR. And so I was really glad to see and I was crushed when they became enemies and when they got married. I was crushed when they got married. I was crushed when they became enemies. So it was really nice to see that acknowledged again. It's nice to to see Victor being nice to her uh, unexpected I really I really liked it and and Sharon asks Victor I think it just kind of dawned on her in that moment I think it was impulsive I don't think it was necessarily premeditated but she asked Victor if he could help her find Dylan Victor, you've got all of these resources. Surely you can help me find him and I'm gonna um, go be with my husband and once again, Kind of like Sharon turning down Faith, moving in with her. I felt a little disappointed in Sharon for suggesting that. Anybody else? I thought, well, for crying out loud, if you're going to go find Dylan, that means you're going to leave Genoa City forever and maybe take Faith. You're going to take, even if you decided to take Faith, you'd be taking her out of her school, away from her friends, away from the rest of her family. You'd be committing her to a life on the run. Why? That that just, that decision, that impulsive decision just didn't sit right with me. I was disappointed in her for coming up with that. I was glad and again surprised that Victor was the one who convinced her to stay. And that line he 
said about uh, you can't just abandon faith that will leave a hole in her life that will never be filled. Trust me. Uh, and you can't take her with you. That's never going to work. So I liked that it, Victor brought uh, this tenderness to her, convinces her to stay. I mean, there's just so much left here in Genoa City for her. I mean, Nick Newman is back on the market, Sharon. Swipe right, girl. The thing that Sharon and Nick and Chelsea all have in common is the fact that they've all lost a spouse recently. And Lord knows we cannot allow these people to be single for long. That would be unacceptable. <laughs> um, it, it seems to be written in the stars right now that Chelsea and Nick will become our newest couple. But there is still some awkwardness between them and... And let's not forget a lie, too. Uh, Chelsea believes that Nick is raising a son that isn't his, that is actually Adam's. There was a scene this week where Nick is looking at photos of Connor and Christian side by side, noticing that they have a similar dimple. And Chelsea has to pull this swift move where she accidentally deletes the photo so that Nick can't think about it too much. Don't worry. Don't worry. All you would have to do is maybe show him a, a little bit of, of cleavage or something and Nick would forget right about it. You didn't even have to delete the photo, Chelsea. <laughs> Nick Newman has a one-track mind. <laughs> oh, so the thing is, there is this lie hanging in the air, but I don't mind it that much. I, it, the lie doesn't in and of itself doesn't bother me that much. I think it would be difficult for Chelsea to have to tell Nick or to tell Nick. I can understand why she's not telling him because it doesn't really accomplish anything. It doesn't make anybody happy. All it does is cause more pain and it uproots the child once again. But I would kind of like, this is selfish of me, but I would kind of like for the, the secret to come out so that we could level the playing field and have a proper triangle with Sharon and Nick and Chelsea. I think that could be fun and interesting and something that we haven't seen before. Um, so the thing is, uh, Faith has gotten herself involved. I don't know if that's telling more than uh, than, than than we know right now. Uh, she she kind of tosses her little hat into the ring this week and uh, goes to Nick after Sharon turns her down her offer to live uh, with uh, with her. And so Faith kind of <laughs> tells Nick, look, mom's upset. I can't save her, but maybe you can, dad. And it really puts Nick in this awkward position. First of all, it hijacks his date with Chelsea. He's with Chelsea at the time, and Faith just barges in and shoves Chelsea to the side, acts like her plans don't matter. And she, I mean, Faith just walks in there and takes charge of the situation like she's an adult, and she, you know, and, and like, she rules the household. Every time Faith says something or wants something, everybody just rolls over and gives it to her. And it was, it created an uncomfortable moment between 
Chelsea and Nick. And I'm glad that Nick didn't jump right at it. I didn't want to see him run in and try to save Sharon and, and you not only give Faith what she wants, but to continue to rescue Sharon. I think that Nick has been trying to rescue Sharon for a good part of his life. And it's obvious that now what he wants is something different. I think what he wants is something that's untainted, something that hasn't, uh, you know, run its course. He's been there, done that with Sharon, and he's not wanting to just jump right into it again. Um, and I guess I can't, I can't blame him for that. Uh, that's why I kind of want the playing field to be leveled. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's Valentine's Day in Genoa City, though. Chelsea's wearing her cute little heart top. <laughs> There's candy and hearts and flowers and decorations all over the place. Uh, and, you know, Nick's alone. Chelsea's alone. They get along. There's no reason why these are two people who can't spend time together. He goes to her design studio where she's standing there in a wedding gown. <laughs> a very beautiful wedding gown that oh, happens to have a stuck zipper. So there has to be a little moment between them where he's got to help her take off her dress, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> he has to help her unst unstick, get the zipper unstuck and it's, you know, she, oh, oh, the shoulder of the gown almost fell down. Oh, you almost saw my bare shoulder. I mean, it was, you know, it's, it's, it's obvious that they're kind of the couple to be there. I mean, it's, it's, it's in the stars, as I said. Uh, however, we do still have a major emotional roadblock going on. She admits later in the episode that she was standing there in the wedding gown because she wanted to try it on to see if she could be in a wedding dress without crying. I don't know why. I don't know why that's a test that you would want to put yourself through, but it's clear that she still loves Adam and getting together with his brother really weirds her out. I mean, for goodness sake, she's still wearing Adam's huge old wedding ring. Did you guys notice that this week? She's planning her date with, with Nick and trying to talk it out with him, and she's still wearing this gorgeous, sparkly wedding ring of Adam's. Um, Nick does muster up enough courage to try to get her to move forward on the relationship, but he asks her out on a date, not realizing that it's Valentine's Day, so she shuts him down. <laughs> she says, I don't know, I'm not ready for that. But ultimately, um, it, the, the thing is, I mean, what's the big deal? What's the big deal about Valentine's Day? I thought it was sort of weird that she didn't want to go out with him because it was Valentine's Day. Is this high school? <laughs> it's it's not about Valentine's Day, of course. It's, it's about she doesn't know if she's ready. However, at the end of the episode, she turned around and she comes to, she turned herself around, comes to Nick and says that she is ready. She does want to go out on a date. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that I get it. I think that they are potentially cute. They definitely have chemistry. I mean, they're, they're a cute couple. I, I could thumbs up it. I just, I just like the idea of inserting Sharon in there too, to shake things up a bit. No doubt that Victoria would rather see her brother with Chelsea than with Sharon, but Victoria has got bigger problems to deal with right now. She has an unruly boy who needs punishment. Billy. <laughs> no, just kidding. It's her teenage son, Reed. Now, last week, Victoria found out that Reed used her 
credit card to buy internet porn. Uh, I, I, I cannot imagine what Reed must have been thinking. Did he really think that Victoria would not notice a subscription to a porn site on her gold card? Does Victoria strike you as the kind of person who would just see a new charge on her credit card bill and let it go? No, Victoria probably accounts for every single penny that goes in and, and, and comes out of her life. I mean, come on. <laughs> He was dumb to think he could get away with it. He got totally grounded, and she came down hard on him. No computer, no phone, no rocking out on his axe. <laughs> she even took away his guitar. Oh, man. I did enjoy watching her flip out on him. Maybe there's a, 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 just something in me. I was like, yeah, I enjoyed watching him get punished. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm a terrible person. She's flipping out. She's taking away his things. And I'm thinking back to the time I got grounded for an entire month one time because I was in seventh grade, I think it was, and I got a D on my report card. I mean, for just getting for a, a D on my report card. Imagine what would happen if I would have got caught looking at porn even though there was no internet then. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I never got a D again. I never got a D again, and it, anyway, it doesn't matter because the, the, the D was in science class, and my teacher was a mean old bat who hated kids. <laughs> it was an isolated incident, but of course, I'm thinking back to, you know, my own experience getting punished for a month, and it lasted the whole month, too, man. There was no let up. There was no getting out of it. <laughs> Foot was down. Oh, so... Reed is, of course, crushed. She can't do anything. She's yelling at him, taking away all of the things that mean the most to him and that, you know, help him feel comfortable in his world. She did look um, really beautiful yelling at him in that robe. Did you notice the, the deep red robe with the, uh, I don't know, what do you call that? Kind of, it looked like Santa Claus. She looked like Mrs. Claus in this, uh, it had a collar and a sleeves that were white and it kind of looked, it was giving me a Christmas vibe, but I thought it was really beautiful. I, I can can a robe win best dressed? I'm not sure. <laughs> um, she came off very quiet. It's probably appropriate that she was wearing, looking at like a Mrs. Claus because she was coming off as very cold. Reed runs away, calls her cold and mean, just like Victor. I think, th I think Reed was one of three people to accuse her of being like Victor this week. It was Reed and then um, Billy and then I think even Nick said something about it. So Victoria is, um, she's, she's struggling right now. She's doing the best that she can and uh, yet she is not doing, nothing's going the way that, that she wants it to go. I liked the dialogue that she had with Nick on Tuesday's show, I want to say it was, where she comes to the underground, she's chatting with him about, about, um, her troubles in, in, you know, in raising a teenage son, and they're going back and forth, uh, discussing do, having to do dirty diaper changes versus dealing with teen angst. <laughs> I liked that. I'm in the dirty diaper uh, phase phase right now, and uh, and I don't look forward to the teen angst. <laughs> but I also liked that Nick was very reassuring to her that it's not just about Reed being a teen; it's also about him being a guy. <laughs> Nick la kind of laughing and saying, dude, you know, his biggest problem is that he needs to know, or, or he doesn't know that you can just get that stuff online for free. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I mean, it speaks to the fact that Reed does need a man in his life. I mean, or it would help him to have a guy in his life to talk about things like this because Victoria's not doing a very good job at really connecting in with him. She comes down with a heavy hammer, which is kind of who Victoria is. I mean, and, and, and you do kind of feel for Reed in a way, but at the same time, Reed is a normal kid, and so that means that he also is capable of trying to be manipulative, too. He calls JT after Victoria punishes him and tries to make it sound like Victoria is a dictator, which, I don't know, depending on your opinion, maybe maybe she is, but he's complaining to his dad, and then JT calls Victoria, and she is not happy with Reed for try, you know making it seem like she's playing them off against each other. And look, Reed, if it's so bad with Victoria, then go live with JT. Why don't you go be with him? You didn't want to be with them either. So that also is a little bit of a hint that you know, even though Reed is probably a normal teen, curious about normal things, things with life, uh, he also is a handful. What's going on? He, you know, JT and Mac uh, weren't really able to handle him either. So we'll, we're just going to have to see how it all pans out. I liked um, that Billy tried to take the opportunity to not get involved, <laughs> not be Reed's little buddy and allow uh, him to manipulate him. And then he reassures Victoria that she's doing the right thing. Uh, <laughs> then at another point, in the week, he also checks her for a mustache. Welcome to Genoa City, Jordan Wild, our new Brash and Sassy photographer. Apparently, he's been in town for a while, though. He he shows up for a photo shoot, and Lily already knows him from uh, the Glow by Jabot days, I think it was. I like him. I thought he was cute. I like his style. I think he's got a lot of potential. Kane, however, does not like him, <laughs> does not want to know the potential. Um, Kane, it was kind of funny because Kane had to jump right in and uh, let Jordan know that Lily goes by Lily Ashby now. <laughs> she's not Lily Winter. She's Lily Ashby as in she's married as in to me as in I'm her husband. Get off my wife. <laughs> it was funny watching him uh, see the photo shoot going on. And of course, Billy's standing right next to him, like sticking his finger in the wound. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I can't say in a way that I blame Kane. He's standing there watching his wife sprawling her long, sexy legs out on a desk while Jordan is there encouraging her, telling her she's sexy, which is just his job. He's just doing his job. But then the thing is, the rub is, after the photo shoot, uh, Lily is changing in the conference room with the glass doors. I don't know why people keep changing in the conference room with the glass doors. Isn't there a bathroom for this? Isn't there a changing room for this? And, and she's just casually standing there un undressing in front of him. And Kane sees it, of course. I mean, the thing is, I, 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 we can act like Kane is just being a jealous husband, but if my wife was standing there casually undressing in front of another man, I'd be ticked off. I can't blame Kane for that. <sighs> I don't know. 
Victoria busted up the whole thing. She's such a killjoy. She really is. I don't know, you know, what the issue was. I mean, Kane had the whole idea for the photo shoot. The entire photo shoot was Kane's idea, and uh, Victoria busts up in there and acts like it's a terrible idea, and they should have. A, you know, she has to approve every single thing. What's the big deal? It's just a photo shoot. It can't have cost the company that much money. It's a couple of photos. Like Victoria just has a power complex. I can't blame Kane for not wanting to work with her. She's ready to go into the office and throw her power around before she's even made the deal. She's a pill. I wouldn't want to work with her. And I wouldn't mind seeing Kane find a way to outbid her for the company and kick her out and send her back to Newman to battle it out with Abby. Victor is a total teddy bear right now. I don't, I don't even recognize this man. He walks in on Abby, practically with her feet kicked up on his desk, eating Chinese takeout food while she's at work, and he doesn't mind. He also talks to Victoria this week and kind of apologizes to her, well, actually explicitly apologizes to her for selling Brash and Sassy out from under her. I don't recognize this man. Where's Vic, Where's the real Victor Newman? I think this is an evil twin or a good twin. <laughs> it's bizarre. I mean, honestly, I really kind of liked the scenes where Victoria and Abby were going at it a little bit. Abby is there for the power. She wants to be the new heir apparent. She's working her butt off. And yet she's also really insecure, especially when it comes to Victoria and, and I'm sure Nick. And, but especially to Victoria because she was the previous heir apparent. And if given the opportunity, Victor would probably rather give it to Victoria. I mean, Vic Victor's argument uh, in favor favor of Abby was that she just wants the position. She actually wants it. The other children didn't really want it. So Abby kind of ended up being um, second choice. I feel bad for her, but it sounds like she's doing a great job. And I like the idea of Victoria getting up in there and challenging Abby. And I think there would be some good competition between those two. I want to see Abby's chops. I want to find out what Abby's made of instead of just hearing that, oh, she landed a deal and made the company a lot of money. I like hearing that coming from off screen. I want to see it. I want to see how Abby can become uh, the shark if she is even capable of doing that. Um, so an interesting thing that I learned this week that I didn't know was that Brash and Sassy was actually developed under the Jabot umbrella. Did you guys know that? I thought that Brash and Sassy was a Newman company, but it makes complete sense now considering that Jabot was cosmetics. I didn't even know or, or realize, I guess, that Victoria worked at Jabot, but I bet that was a really good storyline. If she went to work at her dad's enemy's company, that uh, that had to have caused a, a ruffle or two in Victor's feathers. Gosh, there's just, I, I wish there was more avenues for finding old episodes of YNR because they'll, you know, they'll snag them down off of YouTube if you try, if you try to watch them. And it's really slow watching old episodes though too, but that's something that I would love to see that. I wish, I wish they would do 
serialized storylines. For instance, um, that that storyline. They should put together um, a, a compilation where it's not the whole episodes, where it's just certain arcs. Show you important storylines that happened and slice them and dice them so that they're easier to watch. That'd be really good. There's so much material that doesn't get much done with it. I mean, gosh, that would be great to sit down and just be like, eh, I want to see that storyline again and be able to watch it in a in a condensed fashion. But anyway, I'm digressing. <laughs> uh, Brash and Sassy, Victoria wants to buy it. Billy's more interested in just making out with her. <laughs> He's like putting the moves on Victoria in the brush and sassy office. He he's he's he is a, a real Casanova here. Last week he was sneak attack kissing Phyllis in the elevator. This week he's putting the moves on Victoria, trying to steal a kiss from her. I mean, I I thought Phyllis was gonna smack him when he kissed her, and I, he, she didn't. She pulled away and. She was chastising him, saying, don't use me to get back at Victoria. And he admits that that's it. And he apologizes to her and everything. But I don't know how to peg Billy. I don't know what he's thinking in his mind. He was so passionately in love with Phyllis. And they share this kiss. He, he impulsively kisses her. And then uh, now when, she, when Phyllis pulls away, he says, yeah, you're right. I'm just kissing you because of who I'm really in love with is Victoria. Really? Because you were really in love with Phyllis a, a couple months ago. So it's just, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, he bugs me. <laughs> he really bugs me. But I, a lot of you guys really like the Phyllis and Billy relationship. Um, we, the poll, the last week's poll question just exploded at the website. Um, would you rather see Billy in a relationship with Victoria or with Phyllis? Uh, and 85% of you said Phyllis. I, I had, um, I had sent out that poll on social media and tagged it with uh, Philly versus uh, uh, Philly versus Billy. <laughs> hashtag Philly versus hashtag Billy. And I kind of have a feeling that the Philly fans came out in droves <laughs> to, to vote on that one. Uh, so I'm not sure how many of the regulars really prefer Phyllis with Billy over uh, uh, Victoria and Billy, but we'll continue to have conversations about that for sure. I vote did Phyllis, to be honest with you, because I, I, I mean, just the, I feel like it was a relationship that burned hot and then just went away. Whereas I do think that the actors have chemistry uh, with the this new Billy and Victoria, but it also kind of feels like they're just too opposite to make it work. And uh, the burn could definitely still be there with with Phyllis and Billy. I mean, Billy rescues her from a nightmare date <laughs> this week with a man who was married to Crocodile Pam. <laughs> this poor guy. I mean, who wants to even listen to a story like that? I felt bad for Phyllis having to sit there listening to him. I felt bad for him having gone through it. I mean, whatever. Get this guy off the screen. Phyllis and every other woman in town steer clear of this man especially steer clear of any man who's ever stepped foot into Fairview.
Phyllis knows Jack. She's been married to him. She's been friends with him. She knows all of his poker tells. I think Phyllis is going to make a really valuable asset to Ashley when it comes time to dethrone the king. Now, uh, last week we were just on the verge of Gloria's expose airing on GC Buzz, and Hillary pulls the plug on that just before Gloria can reveal Jack's name. I mean, Hillary's not about to let that story go out about her friend. I mean, Hillary knows Jack, she trusts Jack, and she certainly doesn't buy what Gloria is selling for one single moment. Honestly, I'm glad that that interview didn't get out into the public. It would have been horrible. I think that accusing someone of sexual harassment, uh, and it's not true, is a really, really horrible thing to do to somebody. And I liked Hillary's point. She said accusing someone, uh, you know, like lying about somebody being harassed delegitimizes people who actually have been harassed. I just thought that was a really good point, and I don't think Gloria should be rewarded for that bad behavior. She should be forced to take a job scrubbing toilets with a toothbrush <laughs> to pay off her monthly caviar bill. Um, so this week, Devon was interviewing people for the manager of the athletic club position that Lily has vacated. And by the way, I liked that Lily was involved in that interview, and she mentioned the fact that the GCAC is not only a five-star hotel, but it's also a restaurant and a spa and a gym, and that just made the AC seem so much bigger and more grand than the one little, the two little rooms, I guess it is, that we always end up seeing, the foyer and the restaurant. I wish YNR would show us more of the spa, more of the gym. I want to get a sense that this is the place to be rather than it just seems like a restaurant, you know? I mean, we see the rooms upstairs, of course, but I like the idea of expanding the GCAC since it's kind of the place everybody ends up being anyway. But I was really looking forward to thinking that the Gloria might get a job at the GCAC only because I thought she would be a good shepherd. Uh, it would be a good connecting point. I mean, somebody needs to manage it. Do you remember when, I mean, the G, I feel like Gina's restaurant restaurant burned down and they built the athletic club over it, I want to say. And it was always kind of cool to have Gina there uh, hostessing. And Gloria's so nosy. I don't think she'd be a good fit for that particular clientele, but I was just liking the idea of somebody taking that position and maybe it would be Gloria, except that she shouldn't be rewarded for her bad behavior. And also, why would Devon hire somebody who he knows just uh, almost went on TV publicly? Well, did go on TV publicly accusing somebody falsely of sexual harassment. I can't imagine that Devon would ever hire her, even though Jack seemed like he was wanting to try to get her that job. He could have got her any other job, but no, he ended up giving her a job as his receptionist. <laughs> that was the only idea that he had. I mean, come on, he never had a receptionist before, uh, and now he's forced to hire her and have to pass her every morning like an angry pit bull uh, to get to his office to get started on his job every single day. That was a horrible idea, yet <laughs> because Gloria is also funny when she's not being horrible, I think it's kind of a good idea. It's a, it's a little bit funny. We got to expand the set 
for the area outside of Jack's office. I don't, I'm pretty sure there was nothing there before. So we built back a kind of a new set. There's a desk there. I mean, really, you don't like this woman. You don't want to see her. So you gave her a desk right outside of your office. Oh man, <laughs> what a bad idea. Um, and not only that, but Jack's not the only one that's going to have to get past her. Uh, she would not let Ravi in to see Jack this week, and she almost really did not want to let Ashley in either. She's less like a pit bull and more like a yappy dog. <laughs> like, yep, 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 to anybody who wants to get uh, get into Jack's office, but she is trying to do a good job. I will give her that. She's really, really trying. Uh, Ashley, however, not having it. The second that Ashley saw Gloria sitting there, I mean, her face was cracked. It was like, mm -hmm. I mean, she was not happy to see this woman. Wasn't it? I mean, it was Gloria. Didn't uh, John Abbott went to jail for killing Gloria's ex-husband. And not only that, but there's so much bad blood there uh, between the Abbott children and John's, um, that wife of John's. So, I mean, Ashley was not happy to see her sitting there. She was not understanding why on earth Jack would ever hire her. And Ashley told Gloria, kind of threateningly, actually, I don't like you. I don't want you here. Don't get comfortable. I'm planning on getting rid of you. <laughs> I mean, to Ashley, I think that Jack hiring Gloria of all people is just the latest in his long line of bad decision making. I think that Ashley is ultimately going to end up finding herself uh, being becoming allies with Lauren and Phyllis to get Jack out of the chair. Can you even imagine tearing up a $250 million check? <laughs> I mean, I don't think I would turn down a $250 check. <laughs> when Devon offered Hillary that much money and she ripped it into a million tiny little pieces right in front of him, I wanted to lunge through my screen and pick up all those tiny little pieces and furiously take them, tape them back together so that I could take them to my bank <laughs> and try to catch it. I mean, shoot, $250 million is an insane amount of money. And I think we should do a fun poll question this week. Would you have ripped up Devon's check. <laughs> I want to know the pulse of the YNR chatters. I mean, given the situation and everything that's gone down with Hillary and Devon, would you have taken the check? <laughs> you can go to yrchat.com. Vote in that poll. Let me get your moral pulse on this one. Leave me some comments on what you think of Hillary just throwing away, tossing away that much money because she was so offended. I really can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about this. I mean, she she was just completely offended by the fact that he would offer her any money at all. I mean, she she already told him that she doesn't want his money. She's giving him an uncontested divorce. Hell, she's the one that had the divorce papers drawn up. So now, rather than signing the divorce papers, even though he's saying that he, he doesn't want to be married to her, uh, he wants it to be over with, he decides to cut her her a check like it's an unemployment check. Like all of a sudden she's been fired and now she can go to the unemployment line to pick up her check for services rendered. And I, I like that, that Hillary said to him, don't try to throw money in my face so that you can pretend that 
I'm just a gold digger, that all I ever wanted was your money. And I, I really think that that's what he's doing. I think it's a test. I think Devon wants to know if Hillary ever really loved him or if she was just in it for the money. Within the last couple of months of their relationship, she showed him a side that he didn't like. And now she is showing him her best side, her better side. She's trying to turn a new leaf. Uh, and he's questioning whether or not it's genuine. I mean, it's it's understandable given what all has transpired. I mean, the viewers are certainly questioning whether it's genuine. I feel like I get very passionate comments from people saying that Hillary has turned a new leaf, cut her some slack, and I get equally amount as passionate uh, of comments of people saying that she's just still up to something. Um, so everybody is kind of on the fence, I think, as far as Hillary is concerned. I mean, she's she's like turning down Juicy GC Buzz interviews. She's tearing up quarter billion dollar checks. She's become a paragon of virtue. <laughs> it's it's something that uh, that begs questioning. But the thing is. Hillary's putting forth her best foot, whether it's genuine or not, and that's kind of what Devon wanted all along, yet he doesn't know if he can trust it. I think that's where the real crux of, of the argument is between them. Um, she didn't sign the agreement that he had Michael offer her that would uh, say that she had no claim to anything of his, she wouldn't say, like she wouldn't uh, sue him in the future, and she didn't, she didn't sign that. I mean, she's saying that she won't sue him, that she doesn't want anything from him, that she's just going to quietly leave, but then she wouldn't sign that agreement? I wonder why. I mean, I'm not sure if it was because she was further offended by him having this document out there or because she is planning some kind of long-term revenge. You do love my bacon, don't you? <laughs> what a weird, weird comment. Uh, I plucked it out of last week's uh, episodes uh, because Jill said that to Colin. I thought it was so outrageously bizarre. You do love my bacon. I think he was talking about her uh, bringing home the bacon and she was letting him know how much he does, in fact, love her bacon. Uh, quite a few of you guys got it right. Uh, several people uh, thought that it was Colin but it was actually Jill. Um, Henry got that right every week. I think Henry gets that one. Cheyenne got it right. Ryan and Aaron, Sharita, Jillian, Gina, Jamie, David, and Nancy also got it right. Well done, you guys. Very, very good. Um, I got another good one this week. I liked this. This made me chuckle. Um, I'm not a boy. I'm a man. <laughs> Do you know who said that? You can go to yrchat.com and leave me your guess. Who said, I'm not a boy, I'm a man. Uh, if you know and you get it right, I will read your name out loud on next week's YNR Chat. I'm definitely of the opinion that Hillary's turned a new leaf. There is a big part of me that just really, really believes that, but maybe it's me wanting to believe that. Uh, I'm going to read out some of your comments this week, and I did get a lot uh, about Hillary and Devon. Zooperplex at YRChat.com made a really good point that I hadn't thought of, and I'm just paraphrasing here. Uh, Zooperplex had said uh, about Hillary having turned a new leaf uh, that she didn't have a problem using Gloria's story.
story before she realized that Jack was the target of the story. And I, I really completely hadn't thought of that. Uh, Hillary was perfectly fine to move forward with this salacious story, uh, but then just merely because it was Jack, I think that flagged her uh, that Jack's someone she cares about, and I guess she just didn't believe it. But I mean, I think the point Superplex was making is that if Hillary is so pure and wanting to uh, have, uh, you know, pure journalism on GC Buzz and she's not uh, wanting to hurt people, then she would have maybe fact checked the story or, you know, she really uh, let Mariah run with it and was okay with it until she realized uh, what was going on there. But didn't, um, didn't Hillary kind of said, I don't want to know, didn't she? I'm trying to remember. It's been a while now. I think that was Monday's show. Uh, but Mariah was like, I got this juicy story. And then uh, Hillary said, yeah, 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 let's just run with it. Whatever you say is fine. And she pulled the plug after she thought or after she realized it was Jack. I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, but Daisy on Facebook says, uh, because Hillary wouldn't sign the document, uh, I think that Hillary may in fact be playing Devon. And because Colin looked like he was up to no good last week, I wonder if he's plotting and planning something with Hillary. Colin blackmailed Devon many times, so I wouldn't put it past him to work with Hillary to try and take whatever they want from Devon. But Daisy says, I hope it's not true. I, yeah, I mean, I, I want I want Devon and Hillary to get back together, I think. I want to trust her. But, um, you know, gosh, what is Colin up to is the question. I mean, we saw him doing something dirty last week. And we also have the Kane factor. I hadn't even thought about connecting Colin to Hillary in any way. Gosh, it would be really sad if Hillary was Hillary was trying to dog Devon. I just don't think so. <laughs> I just don't want to believe it. At least maybe that's it. Uh, well, now here, Cheyenne left a comment at wirechat.com, and I like this one. Uh, Cheyenne says, Devon knows that he wants Hillary back, so why isn't he trying to work it out instead of complaining? I thought that their marriage problems were because Hillary em uh, embarrassed precious Mariah, not because she wanted his money. She said, or sorry, he said he was mad at her for lying and her ruthless business tactics, but every time they argue now, it's about her wanting money. I like that point, Cheyenne, and that is a good point. When did it become about the money? Hillary and Devon's problems were because of her business tactics and because of Mariah, which to me is still a small straw, but um, but yeah, now all of a sudden it is about her wanting money, and I didn't get the impression or haven't gotten the impression before that Devon feels like she's a gold digger. Um, maybe it's just me. Everybody sees things differently. I'm going to get tons of flamey comments this week. I can't, it's like, there's always stories I can't talk about without just getting like reamed. <laughs> I try to at least ride the middle and give you guys the both perspectives. Uh, but I'm telling you what I, I truly think too, but don't, don't, don't scorn me, man. I, <laughs> please don't scorn me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just your humble YNR chatter here reporting the news uh, now about uh, B Victoria and Billy and Phyllis tons of comments about them as well because this you know Billy and Phyllis are, are were a hot affair couple and um, and Victoria and Billy have been married several times uh, there was a lot of people wanting to sound off on that and I think Connor at YRChat.com summed up how I'm sort of feeling about this very well 
Connor says, I guess my real problem with Billy and Victoria reuniting is the simple fact of my lack of trust for Billy and my concern for Victoria being overbearing. Ideally, I love these two together, but throwing Billy's lust for Phyllis into the mix, Billy and Victoria are doomed even before the reunion. Billy had a sensational year, sensational in the form of breaking his brother's heart, and quite frankly, he's not ready to give himself to any woman at the moment. What I I want to see from Billy moving forward is his climb to the top. I want him to invest more time in the business world and be able to stand on his own two feet against his brother or anyone else that might be a threat. And what I want from Victoria is practically the same thing. Yes, Victoria, buy back Brash and Sassy and show them why you're Victor's daughter. <laughs> well done. Well said. Well composed. Couldn't have said it any better myself, Connor. That was brilliant. Uh, Kathy at YRChat.com. Uh, she voted um, that she wants Billy and Victoria to be together, saying that Billy and Victoria have a never-ending love, even if they don't get along long, <laughs> which is kind of common. Sometimes opposites attract, uh, but that doesn't take away from the love. Um, T. Nicole at YRChat.com says, I know it was quick, but I loved seeing Victoria in hot pink nails. <laughs> Don't think I didn't notice that. I did. I saw her a little manicure and thought it was cute too. Uh, Justin at YRChat.com left a question on the poll results, or I left a question on the poll saying, is neither an option <laughs> that he wouldn't want to see, uh, Justin didn't really want to see Billy with Victoria Victoria or with Phyllis. Justin says Victoria has been hurt too many times by Billy to trust him again and Phyllis is smart enough to understand that a relationship with Billy is unrealistic because of the affair. Billy ruins every relationship he's ever had. Justin says he's the male version of Sharon. Ooh. Remember when Bill, Billy and Sharon had their affair? I mean, it was very, very brief, but Billy and Sharon hooked up too. Hmm. Maybe that's a, a romance that could help happen. Maybe Billy should just sleep with all the women in Genoa City. Why not? <laughs> uh, Ryan at YRChat.com says, how many times is Faith going to decide she wants to move? When is someone going to put their foot down with this kid? On the flip side, uh, though, I was proud of Sharon for admitting that she isn't in a good place right now and needs some time to herself to mourn Dylan so she can focus on being a mother again. She's finally realized that she can't put this burden on her children anymore. Wow, that's really good. That's really good, Ryan. See, I think um, we all want Sharon to focus on being a good mother. I guess I, I was just thinking she would do it in a different way, but I like the way you said that. Um, T. Nicole at YRChat.com says, I feel like Nick and Sharon just let Faith in the driver's seat. I know Nick told her that he's not going to see Sharon, but he shouldn't have just stood there while she was talking to Chelsea in that way. Instead, Nick should have just stepped in and said, Faith, we don't talk that way to guests because that attitude and behavior only gets worse when she becomes a teenager. Yes, Tina Cole. Thank you. I wish I would have thought of that or caught that, but you're right. You are right. Um, Gary left me a voicemail, and uh, Gary says, Oh, Faith, Faith wants her mother and father to be happy again, and so it begins. <laughs> uh, Gary says, uh, though, he thinks that it might be a false lead. Uh, I uh, Maybe Sally Sussman and Kay Alden are making it their long-term mission to put Sharon and Nick back together again. Um, Gary, I, I mean, I, I was thinking the same thing. When Faith came in and decided she was going to do a little matchmaker, I thought, well, maybe it is going to work. 
work. But I think you might be right that faith is going to be maybe a non-factor unless she starts acting all erratically or something. Who knows? Faith can manipulate. Faith might be able to manipulate them back together, which is not how I would want them to get back together. Uh, But Gary also says um, he's finally done it. This is Gary's comment. He's finally done it. He sucked me in. Victor Newman of all people. The way to my heart is having a kind word for Sharon. He told her that deep down that she was this beautiful girl who first fell in love with his son and she said Victor was always her champion and it was just an absolutely beautiful scene. Uh, Emotions and use of backstory. I guess the writers have decided that Victor Newman has done it all so we're giving up on the Machiavellian plots for now Uh, and Gary says he doesn't think it's a con. Doesn't think that um, Victor's change of heart here is is any kind of um, long-term plan to do anything Machiavellian. Um, I, I, I do agree. I want to agree with you, Gary. But what was that tiny little scene? Uh, I think it was right before Sharon showed up where Victor was looking on his tablet at the news of the merger and everything that's going on with Fenmore's and Jabot. Was that just showing us that Victor is interested, but he's not getting involved? He's still kind of sitting back at the ranch because it was followed, I believe, by that tender moment with Sharon or is that telling us that Victor is up to something else I'm not sure eventually they got to do something with him but I I completely agree with you that that was a great moment of tenderness between Sharon and Victor and just something really brilliant that these new writers are, are bringing back to us Anna left me a voicemail and and mentioned what happened to Natalie at Victor's office yes Yes, Anna, as soon as Victor was walking into his office where Abby had her heels kicked up, there was a receptionist sitting at the desk outside of his door, and it wasn't Natalie. (laughs) I totally noticed that. I wonder if we'll ever see Natalie again. I doubt it. (laughs) Uh, Daisy on Facebook says, I hate that Ashley is using Ravi as a sounding board for her life. It's crazy that she's doing that. Yeah. As soon as, um, as soon as Ashley was upset at finding out that Gloria was working at Jabot, the first thing she did was grab Ravi and run off with him to complain. It's very inappropriate. She's leading him on. I don't think it's good for her. I don't think it's good for him. I I don't think I want to see those two romantically involved. I like if they're friends, but there's an obvious uh, imbalance of power going on there. So the playing field's going to have to be leveled or something for me to want to... I'd feel better about it if Ravi didn't work for her, you know? Um, Tony at YRChat.com has a fun little theory here saying... Uh, here's one. Ravi is Ashley's son that she didn't know about. <laughs> oh, that's uh, Tony's theory. I think that could be a good one. Tony says, hey, it could happen in Genoa City. I mean, you never know. You absolutely never know. Come on. I mean, it, the stranger things have happened. I think Tony Tony said, yeah, Nikki had a son that she didn't know about. I mean, it's probably happened a dozen times. So you never know. Ravi could have been a product of some one night stand in pregnancy that Ashley didn't remember.
Okay, everybody, I think I should hang up my microphone and camera for the week. I don't know if I did a very good job. Uh, sometimes I look, I, I get to the end of YNR chat and I think, I don't think I did a very good job of chatting. I feel like that right now. I hope I didn't miss anything major. I feel a little sleep deprived at the moment, so I could be loopy. Forgive me. <laughs> really hope I didn't miss anything major, but be kind to Allie, a tired Allie this week. And... It's okay to leave me your comments, though. <laughs> uh, you can go to yrchat.com and leave text comments, or you can go to Facebook and YouTube. All of those links are on the website. I would love if you would vote in the polls while you're there and uh, play the games and look at the photo captions. Oh, I almost forgot. I've been meaning to say this for a month now. I posted a couple new Genoa City soap videos from the winter soaps that I made. So I posted a video uh, where I was cutting the Mariah soap that turned out really pretty. And then I just on Friday posted a video of me showing the Kevin soaps. So if you go to yrchat.com, uh, there's a link or you can just go to genoacitysoap.com if you want to see the new videos that I did uh, uh, that I just posted about the soaps. Um, and oh, voicemail. 309-588-4569. I told you I'm loopy. I'm going to go take a nap. That's probably in my best interest. So I hope everybody has a really good week and I will see you next Sunday. Bye.